You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. History is filled with stories of rebellion and revolution, oppressor and oppressed. But for every dictator overthrown and noble victory achieved, too many revolutions have succumbed to either the siren call of new tyrants or descended into bloody chaos. So how is it that the United States, formed from its own eight-year war, managed to avoid these common pitfalls? How is it that no American king stepped forward to be crowned? That 13 fractious states chose to unify rather than go their separate ways? It was largely due to the leadership of a small group of visionaries who understood the lessons of the past and sought a new representative form of government. Leaders like George Washington, who were capable of compromise while pursuing a more perfect union. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Do you really know the Constitution of the United States? Do you know why the Constitution was created after the Revolutionary War? Hopefully, tonight you'll have a better understanding of why the Constitution of America was created. But more importantly, why it is being destroyed every single second that you live in this country today. What I want to do is reaffirm that although the majority of the people in Congress are backstabbing political entities with millions of dollars in their bank accounts and they don't care about you. But I do know this. There is three people in Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Joe Manchin, a Democrat, and Lorene Boebert from Colorado. These three people understand what the Constitution is. And they're speaking loudly, but the majority of Congress 
don't care about these three people. How Congress undermines the Constitution. This is from the Daily Signal, James Buckley. So they incorporate two safeguards into the Constitution. The separation of government powers with its checks on potential abuses and the principle of federalism. If you don't understand federalism, you need to. This is how the Constitution was developed through federalism, underscored by the Tenth Amendment command that all powers not assigned to the federal government be reserved to the states respectfully or to the people. Now, why do we have to amend the Constitution? Is because the Founding Fathers, as great as they were, didn't see everything. They couldn't see the full future of what's happening 250 years after this document was created. Upon taking office, members of Congress must solemnly swear that they will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestics, and bear true faith and allegiance to the same. The same thing that the military that I did for 20 years as a U.S. Marine. And I still, still believe in that oath of office that I was being put in as a military person. During our first 180-odd years, Washington largely respected the Constitution safeguards but with the advocate of President Lyndon B. Johnson's Great Society. Talk to you about more about that. Congress became a wholesale assumption of states' responsibility. So during that time frame, Congress started the change in the 60s to not pay attention to the Constitution. Instead, pay attention to the culture. And this is why we are in the situation that we are. The Constitution is a solid document that has never been created across this globe. But the politicians could care less about this. So let me mention something else to you. The 22nd Amendment, which was March 21st of 1947, limited the term of the presidency 
to two terms. Why we did not pass that 22nd Amendment to limit Congress to the same terms is beyond me. And this is why we're dealing with this. Because it doesn't matter who's in the presidency for four or eight years. Congress owns and rules this country. If they, which they are not, abiding by the Constitution, it doesn't matter who the president is. It's that simple. So the left is battling and wants to destroy the Constitution. So this is from timenewsdesk.com. New website, I checked it out today. One reason the left hates the American Constitution and wishes to replace it is that its embedded principles, along with much of its explicit text, is foursquare against two main purposes of the left. It's against their class struggle, Marxists, and race struggle, Marxists. That's why it's against it. It's supposed to be against those two things. Never mind the divide to abolish the Electoral College or the Senate or admit new states to increase the odds of Democratic election victories. They will do anything to bring more people in this country to vote for them so they can have the power instead of the Constitution having the power. Just take in how the left wants to rewrite the Constitution which means completely abolishing the Bill of Rights. If it wasn't for the 10 Bill of Rights, we would already be just like China and have a massive dictatorship controlling our country. The Boston Globe is currently running a feature series about how to edit the con- you can't edit the constitution. <laughs> to change the constitution, you got to either go through Congress or through the people. Which of course means replacing it in practice with a illegal uh, constitution that would place more power to the control people and resources in the elites like the kind of people you find in the Boston Globe. How convenient. See, the newspapers think today they can change the massive minds of America because 
See, the rest of us are deplorables. And they know what's best for us. And the only way they can have true power is eliminate the Constitution. So how far will these people go? The school of law and the author of the cult of the Constitution, our deadly devotion to guns and free speech, the first two amendments would be improved improved by explicitly situating individual rights within the framework of domestic tranquility and the general welfare set out in the Constitution's preamble. So they're twisting everything. And this is how they do it. So how far? For a new amendment, this person named Franks of the Boston Globe wants to do this. Every person has the right of freedom of expression, association, peaceful assembly, and petition of the government for redress of grievance, consistent with the rights of others to the same and subject to responsibility for abuses. All conflicts of such rights shall be resolved with the principle of equality and dignity of all persons. Okay, so they're saying the government is responsible for these conflicts. This is where they're going. They want the government to protect them from the freedom of speech. Both the freedom of religion and the freedom from religion shall be respected by the government. This is what these insane people are saying. Respected by the government? Negative. It's respected by human beings that live in a society of respect for each other. The government cannot and never has the ability to force respect on a government unless it's a tyranny. And the Nazis did that very, very good. They told them how to respect each other. The government may not single out any religion for interference or endorsement, nor may it force any person to accept or adhere to any religious beliefs or practices. This is, this is what they're doing. They don't want to accept the Constitution as it is written. They're twisting everything. And it's sad. It's it's a sad day in this country where anyone can write words to give the responsibility of freedom to the government instead of 
the people. We're going to take a break. And those of you, like me, that has a, a little bit of age on it, is going to be able to understand <laughs> this break song that I'm going to present to you. It's called Schoolhouse Rock. When, back in the day, on TV, we used to teach our children on Saturday morning about the government and how the Constitution and the government was supposed to operate. But you'll never see this again on any major media institute in America. Do you know about the USA? Do you know about the government? Can you tell me about the Constitution? Hey, learn about the USA. I'm told our founding fathers did agree To write a list of principles for keeping people free The USA was just starting out a whole brand new country And so our people spelled it out the things that we should be And they put those principles down on paper and called it the Constitution it's been helping us run our country ever since then. The first part of the Constitution is called the Preamble and tells what those founding fathers set out to do. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and Secure the blessings of liberty To ourselves and our posterity Do ordain and establish this constitution For the United States of America In 1787 I'm told our founding fathers all sat down of principles that's known the world around. The USA was just starting out a whole brand new country. And so our people spelled it out. They wanted a land of liberty. And the preamble goes like this. We the people in order to form a more perfect union. Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense. Promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty. To ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the There is no way that I can see that what you heard will ever be presented in a classroom or national TV ever again. That show ran for seven seasons. 
and I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid, I understood how a bill was passed because of that show. I understood what the Constitution was as a young man because of that show. It's amazing how the world has changed in America where the values, the true values of America are being destroyed. And it has been going on since the 20s. And in the 60s is when it started getting really bad. Now, Lyndon B. Johnson, good intentions versus a great society. And this is how the Democrats look at it. You see, most Democrats take this to the bank. Most Democrats are not Christians. They live in this world. They die by this world. And thus, they have to make the world a utopia. And they love power like no other politician on this planet, and this is one of them. This man hated black people. And there's a recording that you can find on the internet where he is telling whoever he's talking to that he would make sure that the black man would vote for Democrats for the next 500 years. And this is from On the Rocks, on the Dot Rocks website. Never been there before. Did the research to find this out, which actually makes sense. The road to hell is paved with good intentions by human beings. And this is true. We want good things for other humans. But anytime man decides to put in law, places, whatever, good intentions, somebody will always take advantage of that and make it worse. LBJ's great society was cloaked full of good intentions. This man thought because of political reasons, that he had good intentions. What was the good in having saved the world if your own country was dismayed? And this is what it is. What did it profit a country to save the whole world and yet forfeit its soul? See, America was a great, great country until these kind of people took over and erased what the founding fathers for uh, the first 180 years created was a society that can sustain each other, love each other, work together 
This political discourse and separation started in the 60s because of the hate, the hate of the Democrat Party in the conversation. So socialism had been here for a long time before LBJ appealed to certain segments of the American people. Many immigrants and working class folks observed dramatic income inequality. They felt they had been shafted. They deserved more. Socialism would right the wrong. No, what rights the wrong is you train these people, you teach these people in the education system to become better people and get a better job, then the wrong is righted. Socialism never changes the mind of a person. It just fuels their laziness and the acceptance of the government. And I am a second-class citizen And therefore, I have to just deal with whatever the government decides I'm going to be. That's what socialism is. So last but not least, this is from the newamerican.com. Leftists say we and the Constitution opposes democracy. Well, they're right. I do, always will, oppose democracy. Because democracy, as the left looks at it, is not real democracy. Matter of fact, democracy is wrong. Democracy is when the majority decide what needs to happen and not the law. The left is finally admitting what we've known about them from the beginning. They believe the Constitution is the problem and they want to scrap it. A recent political piece, Politico, don't go there. You're going to waste your time. It is completely leftist. They're in some la-la land somewhere. Matter of fact, Disney World ain't crap compared to Politico. Encapsulates the argument that so many Democrats have adopted as their favorite narrative. Republicans are the enemies of democracy and want to destroy it. Ironically, they're right. I agree. Destroy democracy as these people think about it. What they miss is the opposition of democracy is really a very good thing. The United States, after all, is not a democracy and was not founded as one. It's a republic. While the Constitution guarantees to every state in this union, a Republican form of government, 
the word democracy is nowhere found in the Constitution. It was created. Democracy never existed in America in 1776. Democracy is the left's way of replacing republic, replacing the truth of how human beings and a state can co-opt together. That's because the founders hated democracy with a passion, understanding that democracy is really a mob rule. Are you seeing this today? Are you seeing mobs everywhere and the government doing nothing about it? The reason is because they accept democracy in which majorities are allowed to destroy the rights and property of the few without any form of restriction. So these people can just go out and destroy an individual's business and property and not be held accountable. Republics, on the other hand, are not ruled by the majority, but through the rule of law. If you destroy property, then you're held accountable. Don't care what the majority think in which the rights of the majorities and the minorities are inviolable. So it doesn't matter if you're in the majority or you're in the minority. The issue is the fact that if you destroy property or assault someone, the rule of law is what is used against you and it's being deteriorated every single moment just go look at any newspaper article online tv of how many people are being let go because of democracy they're part of the majority of the people that they want to support politically and this is what's happened our country is turning into an tremendous hard place for millions of Americans to live because of our federal government not the culture the culture is the problem the government is the symptom and the symptom must be cured before the problem can be addressed and it's in our government thank you so much for listening to podcasts please share it far and wide share it with your family i do the research so you don't have to Have a drink, sit back, listen to the gunny, and that's how it works.
We have to stand up for America, but you have to have the knowledge. And hopefully, you understand a better, realistic view of how our Constitution is being destroyed in America. This is the Gunny Out. of the free life is still yet to come the good times ain't over